Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and thank you very much for listening. Um, so this is the second part of my discussion with uh, Big Trucker B, Big Trucker B Brandon. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And again, this is right before Christmas, so I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. And also just let anyone you know that if they're interested in... Um, Listening to about listening about topics about transitioning outside of the military, please pass on this information. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can get us on YouTube, Amazon uh, Music, and anywhere you can find a podcast. So again, thank you very much, and have a happy holiday and a merry Christmas. Wow. So the. That's a good point, um, you know, because I was talking about how, like, when you get out of the military, you know, first thing that happens when you tell your superiors or the bosses, hey, I'm, I'm getting out, I'm retiring, or I'm just going to ETS, like, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Maybe you should stay in. Well, don't worry about that, Holmes. Like, I got it. You don't, you don't need to worry about that. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I sure as hell knew what I did not want to do. Um so I'm a little paranoid, so I try to have multiple plans and multiple resumes. Um, yeah. So I could apply to different jobs and see which one I first where I would get an offer from, and then which one I wanted to do. So um, I just try to plan for worst case scenario. No, I get it. Um, I mean, my wife might not like it, but if, if truck driving doesn't work out, I'm just going to become a professional cornhole player. And throw bean bags. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfectly fine. It's like golf, right? I think I think if I could practice for five hours a day, if I could find that time, y'all see me on ESPN at some point. I know a guy who retired, and every day he just goes and he fishes, and that's it. He doesn't do anything else. He put on quite a bit of weight, and uh, but he's happy. That's what he wants to do. And yeah. That's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. I mean, between uh, yoga and uh, some stellate ganglion box, I'm doing a little bit better than I was a year ago. Um, but I mean, it's that's like your your pre- preservation of yourself, right? If if you get out and you're just like, well, I have all these college credits in accounting, I'm gonna sit and stare at spreadsheets. You're probably going to go postal if it's not really something you want to do. So that's true. But I also realized being on this side of it, because um, the job I'm at right now, I love it. It's great. But if I didn't love it, I could move on. I could do anything else. I, I don't have to stay there. And that's the beauty of being on this side. It's like no, I can do sense. whatever I want now. Yeah. Hey, so you mentioned your block, the blocks that you're getting, right? Uh, mental health is a big thing that we talk about on the show. Um, you know, I went because I had people tell me, you should go get the blocks. And that's going to, like, you know, help you out. And I'm sure it does. Uh, I know a lot of people who have done it. And uh, Mike from Sockham Schoolhouse, right? He was the first one to tell me about it. Um, but for me, I needed to address the actual issues, 
Yeah. Um, I never got the shot, so I don't know what how well it would work for me or not. But I knew I didn't want to be on meds. You know, uh, I can't drink. I'm an alcoholic, so I don't want to be on meds because I was afraid I was going to start abusing meds. Um, so my choice was either go talk to somebody about it or, you know, start getting the shots. So I wanted to try the um, just talking to somebody first and address the issues. And it was rough, but I feel a lot better. I feel like I'm not carrying a thousand pounds anymore. Uh, I started, I started that way as well. Um, I don't want to take a bunch of pills. Um, I do know people who have, and they, you know, it ended up just not being the same people I knew. They just turned into different people when they're on pills or whatever, or there's no life behind their eyes. So I, I knew I didn't want to take pills. Um, I knew some people in my family used to do that and, um, it just wasn't the route I wanted to take. So I did, I did the same thing. I talked, uh, I talked to some providers and, um, discussed with them, you know, different, uh, things that could be done. And between them and, uh, also went to intrepid spirit to work on some stuff. I, I will say that at first, I didn't really, the Stella Ganglion block really didn't do anything, but then, you know, talking to a bunch of people like, Hey, you should get, there's a bunch of people who doesn't, who don't, who aren't medically trained at all. They're just giving you advice. You know, you should get the shot, the second shot within a couple weeks of the first shot or whatnot. Um, I didn't know that. So I didn't even know if it was true, but I ended up having a couple more. So I've had like a few and I will say this, the stacking effect of them, has calmed me down quite a bit um, as far as, like, mood swings. Um, and I am a more emotional, you know, because my wife has always told me, you, you don't have any emotion. You're emotionless. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had more emotion since. And, uh, you know, you got to find what works for you, too. Yoga. Um, there's other weird stuff. They can put some, like, electrodes on your ears and, make you feel like you're on a ship bouncing around, but you just got to explore that. That's like your timeline stuff. You got to explore things for yourself. Um, hitting a bottle and staring at the wall is not going to fix anything. Yeah, no. So I was reading an article online um, this, this morning uh, from military times uh, talking about the military saying, that there's a correlation between TBIs and the suicide rate. It's like, really? It took you this long to figure that out? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> That's wild. Well, I was talking, yeah, I was talking to the, uh, um, the VFW rep was helping me with my claim and we were talking about, um, TBI. And I was like, I was like, I know I've hit my head. Um, I don't know what, I don't know if there's anything specifically documented. And he's like, oh, you have a documented TBI right here. I'm like, oh, I must have forgot about it because I got hit in the head. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, um, I, I know I was, throughout my career I had been concussed five times, uh, but I only had one documented. And uh, the lady who helped me do mine just asked, like, have you been on jump status? Like, yes. For how long? 21 years. 
Yes, multiple TBIs. We're just going to write that in there. It's like, it, it happens. Like, yeah, nobody's going to question that. Have like, you blacked you're, you're out? Good. I don't know. Uh, I know I've <laughs> hit. When you hit the ground, a lot of us know that none of us are professional PLFers. Like, I don't think you can ever be ever perfect it because the direction, angle, and wind speed, and whatever you're going to hit the ground at is going to be different every time. You're going to, you're bound to hit like a sack of potatoes. So even with that, so I was thinking about that, right? So um, everything in the military, I, I just went to this what, this uh, convention or symposium they had last week on Fort Bragg because I wanted to see uh, Dr. Evan Ellis uh, talking about uh, South America, right? And uh, But it was this global soft symposium. So it's all these basically organizations trying to sell their tech, right, to the Army, robot dogs and super radios and whatever else, right? Um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. See my TBI right there. <laughs> uh, no, here we go. Here we go. Um, so we have all this advancement in technology, right? Even with the parachutes, there's been some advancement, right? But we're still doing PLFs that they designed from, what, the 1940s, 30s? Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me there's a better way to land? In the, in the parachutes that were not steerable at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. You're right. It's wild. It's like the tourniquet thing. Uh, don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. Like, where can we use science? Can we use uh, actual studies, please? It's like we use plasma in World War II, but we're not going to use plasma now. Wait, yeah. let's use plasma again. Yeah, I finally took it in 2000 or no, 2017. I finally took it downrange. How long of a difference is that? Yeah. It's wild. That is wild. Sorry, there's like a... My wife freelances uh, cutting hair. I know you don't need it, but there's some kids in the house right now. Well, you know what? I might uh, grow up my patchy beard. and I tried that, and it lasted about two and a half days. Like, I, I can't. I'm not I, doing facial I hair. I wish anymore. I would have kept it for today. I almost forgot about today because yesterday I just I just uh, transitioned all this stuff. I had a nice one going, a nice trucker beard. And <laughs> I started with the stash way down here and curled out a little bit. And I was like, I can't take myself serious like that. <laughs> and actually, I can uh, actually grow out the skullet uh, like the Hulkster. But I like I mentioned with the when I was on with Al. Uh, I'm going to run for a political office in 2024, and I don't know um, if people will take me serious if I'm sporting a skullet. So I'm excited. I'm pumped up about that. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Fayetteville area and you want to be part of my uh, campaign committee, um, email me at arantonyrodriguez98 at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook at the FTU Life After the Military um, site or DM me on Twitter. Right now, it's me, and it's my daughter. She's uh, my director of communications. She's going to handle all my social media stuff. Truckers for Tony, I'm in. I'm telling you, uh, I'm. I just want to help out the community. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to be the next AOC or. You would next, never uh, be the next. The, the next Donnie Trump. <laughs> I'm trying to be any of that craziness. Just want to help out the people in my community and. Let the young people know that, hey, man, you, you 
might have started here, but you don't have to finish here. Like you can do whatever you want. You don't have to join the military for no. a better life. You don't. Other avenues. Let's help out our veterans and help out our elderly. And maybe if we have some time, why don't we help out the homeless too instead of just yeah. uh, ignoring them? Yeah, I mean, we pass them. We pass the tents all the time. Uh, was that by ninety five or whatever? Um, what's that road called? I can't remember up top of my head right now. But we're out there driving in the trucks for school, and we see them all the time. It, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty insane how we can how we can send uh, billions of dollars overseas and not help out our our own back at home. Pretty wild. Yeah, and uh, so I had this discussion with somebody when I was still in. They're like, well, they're there because they want to be. Maybe some are. Maybe it's a mindset. Some will, some will, if we provide an opportunity, they'll better themselves. So I'm out of that hole. Even if it's just one person, that's one's better than zero. Yeah. I mean, your, your average every day, like for me, I have an opportunity to go to this trucking school, right? And opportunity is given to me. Because of the military, well, say I'm just uh, you know, um, you know, lower middle class um, high school graduate, or I'm in, I'm finally over 21 and I can drive a big truck, um, but I'm working at McDonald's right now because it's really I really don't have an education because I couldn't afford college or I couldn't get into college or I couldn't get the right grants. Um, a lot of these schools are thousands of dollars, and I'm talking like anywhere from six to thirteen thousand dollars to go learn to drive a truck. And a lot of these people don't have that money to do it, you know. And when you do go to those certain trucking schools, um, they could finance you, but then you're you're stuck at the the finance charges and you're stuck working them for them for a couple years or, or whatnot. Like, um, there needs to be more opportunities for, uh, you know, not student loan forgiveness, but, um, if there's a trucker shortage, you know, find the right people and, and pay for them to go to school. Yeah. Just a grant, right? Yeah. Like, we have all this money for, like you said, we're sending billions of dollars overseas, right? Um, but how about we help out some people here? Yeah, because right now I know in the, in the trucking industry there's there's new regulations. So before you could just come in off the street, um, you learned on your, your buddy's dad's semi in the yard. You learned how to drive it. You go to the DMV, you pass your test. We can't do that anymore. You have to go to entry-level driver's training. Well, guess what? You have to pay for entry-level driver's training. And hazmat, you can't just go in and take the test anymore. You have to take a separate class for that, which costs money. So people want to complain about uh, this is just just one industry, right? People want to complain about this industry being short and and whatnot. Uh, Well, you got to look at the regulations that were passed and and how we're going to fill those positions, right? Not everybody has the opportunities that I have. Yeah, so so you bring up a good point. Um, so I mentioned, you know, I attended uh, the training with Onward to Opportunity, right, because I want to get my project management um, cert- certification, right? Well, because we were in the military, because of our job in civil affairs and dealing with projects, we have the experience already. 
but you have to do this class, this week-long class. And if you want to attend this class, it's like $2,500 for five days. Are you kidding me? And then to take the test, it's like $600. It's like, like you're insane, right? So this organization helps veterans out and they'll pay for the training and they'll pay for the test. Do you get like a card um, that's like stamped? Like, hey, this is a good project manager for life or... So it's your the certificate's good for three years, and then you have to renew it. But you don't have to take the test again. You just have to renew it. A refresher. Yeah, basically. But it's like it seems like everything nowadays. It's like these just organizations looking for a way to, you know, charge you for a certification or for something that you didn't need before. Right, your experience was enough, but now we're gonna. Well, no, now you need this certification, or now you need this training. It's like I already meet the requirements. Well, it doesn't matter. We can't hire you because you don't have this piece of paper, and it just seems like it's a way to just make easy money. Yeah, I mean, there are some um, some waivers and, and military waivers that you could use to bypass the entry level driver's training you can get a military waiver and use some of your experience in the military driver's license wise and get your CDL. And somebody had mentioned to me, Hey, why don't you just do this? And I was like, you know, I've, I've driven a semi truck hooked to the trailer, 10 speed manual transmission zero times in the military. So I'm going to use that waiver and then I'm going to go 80,000 pounds down the road and murder somebody and spend my life in prison. No thanks. Like, come on. It makes sense for your transportation individuals, but you know, not, not me. Yeah. And then not even all the transportation individuals that are out there, because yeah. how many of them actually drove a vehicle like that? And how many of them drive a bus and crash into stuff all the time? Like, that's not, I don't think it's very smart, but that's not my, it's not my call. No, it, and again, you know, it's just something that everybody should stop and think about when you start getting close to transition. You should take your transition very seriously. And if you're a procrastinator like I am, I started planning it out 10 years before I was going to get out. Yeah. Um, because I knew I was going to start working on it and then forget and then start working on it and forget. I knew after my final uh, reenlistment, I was like, okay, I'm going to start planning now. Because one, I don't get to reenlist again, and two, I'm not going to that ETS date that's on my ERB. <laughs> Absolutely not. 2029, no way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had a plan for a while, and or a, a half-assed plan at least. I was like, I knew, I know, I want to take some college classes. I know I want to do this or whatnot. Um, but start picking your buddies' brains and the people who have done it before you. And that's really, honestly, my best advice is talk to the people who've done it don't talk to the people who think they know how to do it don't talk to your sergeant major or your first sergeant who has yet to even start sfl tap what you should do talk to somebody who's done it that's an excellent point um so the gym i go to right there's a bunch of retirees in there and uh they kept asking me hey are you out you out you out it's like they finally got tired. It's like, well, no, we're not going to ask you because we, you've been retiring for like five years. It's like, it's actually only been a month. And you guys ask me every day. 
<laughs> and I keep telling you, you guys are just old and you forget. You yeah. know? Um, but there was one gentleman in there who uh, had retired about three months prior. This was like back in May. And he was telling me, came up to me and said, hey, man, if you need like the name of the guy at the Soldier Support Center, like I can hook you up. I can give you his name because like he'll he'll help you do his uh, your uh, VA claim. It's like, yeah, I know they put this information out to everybody who goes to the SFL tab. It's, it's not top secret. Thank you for the assistance, but uh, but you got to go do it. You got to go do yeah. it. Felt but you always have those people like, man, I have the inside track. I have like, yeah, I got the secret this, information. This is information put out to everybody. You just need to at least be like me, where you have at least just one ear. Your good ears paying attention, and your bad ears just doing that something. Guy, else. Last week, that guy, he, he's uh, six months out next month, and he didn't know. You didn't know. And I was like, oh, man, bro, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah. And there are people out there because the military is their life. Yeah. You know? And at some point, you have to make that jump. You have to uh, – I'm going to post this one episode with a, some man, Dan. And he, his advice was if you're not sure, if you're not absolutely sure what you want to do when you get out of the military, then don't get out. Stay in. I think that's horrible advice. It is because then – Honestly, like, you obviously don't want to be in. Like, if you're not sure, you don't want to be in. So the only thing that's going to do is just make you more miserable and bring you down, bring your mental health down more. Um, like we were talking about mental health. Like, my mental health has changed uh, dramatically um, since I realized I have retirement orders. And I can tell a lot more people than, than, uh, than normal F off. <laughs> so I, I was, uh, did an episode this morning, a solo episode. I was talking about how, um, before, before I addressed my mental health issues, I used to take in about 4,000 calories a day. Right. And I would go to the gym, work out for an hour and then I would go run for about an hour or 90 minutes. Right. So I was killing like two and a half hours a day working out um, five days a week trying to deal with my mental health. Now that I've actually addressed that, I go to the gym maybe for 20 minutes, do an old man workout. And then I like to run, so I still run, you know, but I'll run for about 16 minutes and that's it. So I'm in there for about 40 minutes tops and that's it. And it's not a very hard workout. Um but I'm losing a lot of weight. I feel like I have more energy and I'm just happier. And this is crazy. I'm not like hogging down, you know, 5,000 calories a day. Cause three Armando burritos. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing was always like the cake and the donuts and, you know, <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts, but I'm not <laughs> trying to deal with my mental health by scarfing down Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, releasing all them endorphins for, through food and exercise. Yeah. Yeah, no, I so, get it. I get it. So we're at about the 50-minute mark now, Brandon. Um, so I always want to give people the opportunity, if you have, uh, if you want to give any shout-outs to anybody out there and if you want to promote any businesses. Yeah, so, um, one, it was good talking to you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, there are your choice few people that you will keep in touch with. 
even after you get out. And I, I'm aware of this. Um, there are a lot of people I won't keep in touch with and I will not return messages or calls for. So um, you, I will anytime. Uh, appreciate you. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to everybody who helped me uh, in a positive way, you know, throughout my career. Um, I've had, I've had um, my fair share of uh, crappy and great leadership. I've had the broad spectrum. Um, but luckily for me, I was a little bit older when I joined. It's a little bit more mature. And I have a GED. So anybody with a GED, shout out to y'all for sticking with it. And then uh, if you're ever in uh, in this area, Fayetteville or whatnot, uh, and you like to play cornhole, uh, look up Send It Cornhole Association. Uh, me and some uh, former military and current active duty military started a, a cornhole uh, association. And uh, it's a good way for, um, to get people together and make new friends and, you know, shit talk. And throw some bags in a hole and put back a couple beers. And it's a good time. We're on Facebook and Instagram and all that. All right. For those of you who have never met Brandon, he's been using this line his entire military career. I just have a GED. He's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in the military. And so if you ever meet him, don't fall for that line. It's it's just his propaganda that he puts out to you. I guess to make you think he's it's a, front and it's he's not very my, bright. It's on the front page of my I love I love me book. It's got a gold stamp and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I want to give a shout out to Eric. Um, Eric used to work out at assessment and selection with us. Um, he's from Eastern Texas, and uh, Eric, if you're out there, I hope South, you're doing well. Southeast, I miss you, buddy. Southeast Texas. They don't put. <laughs> Is they're weird down there. Apparently, they don't put beans in their chili. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I love you too, Eric. Even though you don't put beans in your chili, you're weird. But he he does love himself some crawdads. Yeah. He can grow okay. He can grow okay mustache as well. I, I actually so just talked to a couple of those guys, Dustin and and Ben and all them. They're still doing good. So yeah, shout out to all them guys. Dustin's Dustin's currently overseas, you know, looking for shade. He's actually out there with Francis, and we gave uh, Frankie a shout-out. Nice, yeah, absolutely. she's doing well out there. And Dom, actually everybody that we've worked with, you know, uh, decent people. I remember you called me uh, when you left, and you said, uh, lack of better terms, everybody out here sucks. (laughs) <laughs> you guys are cool. <laughs> use, it, use the different term that started with a B, but uh, it was awesome. Well, sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, so also I want to give out uh, just another reminder to Taco. I don't know, Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but Taco is a, he's a French pug or French bulldog, French bulldog. My granddaughter loves this, this dog, this puppy. He has a Instagram page. He has about 18,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> that's more than my Cornhole Association. Yeah, that's more than I have and everything I have put together. So, um, Taco, again, giving you a shout-out. My granddaughter said to give you a shout-out. And uh, we're still waiting on word if you want to be the official puppy of this uh, podcast. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure he has a multiple offer, so I'm not holding you need my to, breath. You need to frame that picture right behind you. My Van Gogh? Yeah, switch it to Taco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody, again, thanks for listening. Um, if you know anybody who needs assistance, please just pass on my information. And again, take care of yourself, your mental health, your physical health. It's important. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Zot, zot, zot. And roll tide. Thanks, Tony.